Welcome to Becoming Black Excellence, the unapologetically black podcast brought to you by Kevin and Marsha. So let's get into it. Let's start building relationships, building wealth, and building a better you. Hello, welcome to Becoming Black Excellence. My name is Kevin. And my name is Marsha. In today's episode, we will be discussing our home birth. So I had a home birth about 16 months ago. Kevin and I have a 16-month-old daughter. She's about to be 17 months, actually. Yeah. Not too far from now. And I wanted to share our story and why we decided to go the home birth route. Yep. Um, I think, what was it? I think it was maybe a few years prior to getting pregnant. I had watched a few documentaries and series on um, pregnancy and uh, pregnancy mortality rates in the United States. And specifically how black women were the highest... Um, had the highest mortality rate amongst any other race in the United States mm-hmm. from dying due to pregnancy yeah. and birth. And I thought to myself, that is insane because we are mm-hmm. literally a minority in the United States. How are we the ones dying the, the most. most? Right? So that's the big question <laughs> mark, right? <laughs> you know, that's, the, that's the question that should be written in capital <laughs> letters. So, As I dived in and did some more research, uh, there were so many flaws already in the system. I mean, the system of making babies in the States is really a factory. Yeah, it's a factory. And it's like a money-making business. It's that simple. And it's about getting as many babies out as quick as possible and having no regard or concern for the mother. They have time for you to stay in the bed. They need that bed for another patient. They got to turn over the beds. For more patients, more money, more insurances they can bill. So um, the thing is, there's really no concern for the mother or the child um, as much as there should be in the states. And I remember so, at the time, too, you were actually not the time you did your research. I'm mm-hmm. Now I'm talking about fast forward when you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you are also listening to stories yeah. of other black mothers you know what happened to them yeah when they went to the hospital when they gave birth Mm -hmm. uh at the hospital and you know that actually fueled your decision to say kevin you know what i'm not having this baby in the hospital i want to have it i want to do a home birth Mm -hmm. you know me i'm a supportive husband i say my love whatever you want yes he did say that (laughs) there was no like he did not fight me whatsoever even though i had already known i had said it to a year earlier i had said oh whenever i have a kid i'm gonna have a home birth not knowing that i was gonna end up pregnant <laughs> like not too long after so um as i did more research i started learning about home birth because obviously when they're talking about all these problems in the states that women are facing um they went and did studies abroad and in Europe and in a lot of other countries and saw that other women, specifically in Europe, had more home births than they actually did hospital births or birthing center births. And I'm, I, I, I don't uh, I think there are more uh, midwives too yes. in Europe. Than and that. there's more midwives than OBGYNs. And I think what a lot of people fail to understand is that OBGYNs, 
are really there as specialists and for the sake of emergencies when it comes to birthing. Yeah. You know, their job, of course, is to help during complications. Yeah. And for the most part, most pregnancies do not have major complications. Yes, there are a lot of cases, mm-hmm. but most pregnancies overall do not have as many complications as most people would think. Therefore, that is why a lot of people across Europe have had more success with home birds and midwives because midwives are specifically there to help you and walk you through the process of pregnancy, making sure you're healthy, making sure you're well, providing you support to bring a child into the world. And it's very different from what an OBGYN's job is, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I knew I wanted to have a home birth for all these reasons. I understood that the myth of home births being unsafe was something that was really taught to a lot of doctors who go through medical school. And also it was like the narrative that was given to insurance companies to prevent them from paying for home births. That also stems from like no given them one part of the story, the story of um, pregnancies that are, that have complications. Yes. Yeah, so you of know? course, yes. if you have complications, you have a high risk pregnancy. You anything must can have happen. A doctor, you must, must have a doctor. You, know, you yeah. shouldn't be having a home birth. You should, of course, be in a hospital where they could provide yes. care to you. And yes, that anything can still the fear in everybody else. Yes. <laughs> And it's true, it's true that these things can happen. Any last minute complication can occur like anything in life, Yeah. right? So obviously in the States, prior to hospitalization births, women were having babies at home until they started establishing, you know, birthing centers and having births in the hospital. The people shifted away from the home birth and midwives. However, based on my research and based on everything that I knew, I felt deep in my heart as for me as a black woman and hearing the stories and testimonials of several black women and women's families that experienced, you know, complications and certain treatments that they did in hospitals during their birth. I knew it was not for me. So I decided to have a home birth (laughs) and in this decision, I went in with such an open mind and peaceful mind because I knew that anything could happen throughout my pregnancy. And even though I was clearly, um, I was clearly settled with having a home birth, I knew, um, God forbid anything happen, I have any complications, or God forbid something happened last minute, that I would have to be okay with going to the hospital if need be. Yeah. But um, of course, with having a home birth, it's very different with insurance and everything in the States. Insurance will pay for, most insurances will pay for a hospital birth without any question. But they won't pay for a home birth. A home birth. Unless you have a PP, PPO, right? Yeah, PPO unless you plan. have like a PPO plan, which will provide like 
an out-of-network payment or yeah. if they're in network they'll just cover and however like, the percentage the goes uh, goes for that plan you like you choose and if you don't have a plan that would cover it then you have to come out of pocket and it's yeah. crazy it's madness i mean you can go to the hospital and the bill can come out to be 20 30 40 thousand and your insurance will pay it and a midwife on the other hand could cost you anywhere from five to ten thousand and the insurance most likely will not pay it. in yeah. our case we were lucky our insurance covered 70 percent, right and 65 65 percent, and we had to pay the remaining amount and i believe uh the rate for our midwife was what was it uh, honestly i don't remember the exact but I, I think it was in the fives, right? Yeah, it was between five and six. It was between five yeah, and six thousand. Um, so of course, if you don't have that out of pocket money, it is a lot. But I was very determined. It was very important for me to have a home birth, so I was willing to do that. Um, uh, what our process looked like when I first found out I was pregnant, what I did was I went to a, um, like a nurse practitioner like uh slash midwife um, no she was a midwife so yeah she, she was, was a midwife oh she was yeah. slash um uh, midwife like and her husband was the but she was mostly uh, a nurse practitioner yeah outside. like yeah. and she mostly did births in the hospital but uh, her or birth centers were birth centers and yeah. her and her she, did, she didn't do them at home yeah she didn't do them at yeah. home and her and her husband had a practice together her husband was an ob um so I saw her for the first few months of my pregnancy. I think probably the first four months of my pregnancy. And then probably close to halfway, I realized that I was very adamant about having a home birth and I just did not feel confident that um, I could do that if I continued at her practice because she did not do or provide. Right, that's the sole reason why we didn't yeah. choose to move forward because she did she not, not do provide home, home births. Yeah. So I knew at that very moment I had to take the time to find a midwife who mm -hmm. specialized in doing home birds. So from there, um, we I did some research and we took some time. We went and we saw, I think at the time, only two different midwives, right? Yeah, we only saw. We yeah, only... So, it, the, the thing we saw two mm -hmm. and I don't... I don't remember which one we met first. If mm -hmm. I, if it was our midwife, we met first. Yeah, we met her first, and then we, we met, did the, met, yes. meet her first. And then we okay. met the second midwife. And then after meeting the second midwife, and then we said we're not gonna go meet other people anymore. We just went with our first midwife. We felt comfortable yeah. with her. Yeah. We felt you know she was qualified, and she also she has she she has a great um, like bedside manner. Yeah. Right, and she was just she was overall like we felt more comfortable. So from there, I think it was about like four and a half months. And five she was months. also experienced. Yeah, she was experienced. I was about four and a half, five months pregnant. Um, and really what that looks like from that point on is you do your your visits as as scheduled based on like the pregnancy schedule. We go through, we ask as many questions as we needed. Or what the process looked yeah, like. Yeah, what the process so looked like for, and what, for, how we needed to for prepare. People, for people who may not be at ease um, to to do a home birth. God forbid something does happen like during your like your birthing process. Your labor. You, the, 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 <laughs> the labor. Um, oh man, they're not going through it, so you forget the language. <laughs> so, uh, if there are any complications, so midwives always have. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if they always do, but in our case, 
our midwife always have a doctor that backs them. Oh and, yeah, for yeah, the most part they yeah, all do. If, yeah. yeah, if they do have any complications, so there's a specific hospital. Um, you gotta choose a hospital that's near you, the closest hospital. Well, near no, no, you. no, 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 not necessarily. Because if they have a partnering doctor, that partnering doctor has a specific hospital they work at. Yes, but however, if you decide if, or if you choose to go to a hospital near you, it's okay as well. Yes, but they do not recommend that because they don't want you coming to, into a hospital where you have no physician and nobody who would help you because you don't want to be treated as most, they would say, like a leper when you walk in who has like no assistance or no um, background what people also don't like know a lot of doctors don't like working on people they have no background information on it it's like a new patient when it comes especially to like birthing and labor it becomes liability to them and because they don't know your medical history thoroughly they don't know what you went through during your um, pregnancy they're more reserved with yeah, treating but, you but they have a code they have an obligation i didn't say they don't treat you when did i say they didn't treat you i said they're not going to treat you with the best type of care they have an obligation to treat you with the best that care. doesn't mean anything uh police also have an obligation to protect and serve yet they still kill people that is my point <laughs> do you follow it is that it is really that dark okay and that is the reality so yes most midwives will have a partnering doctor that they work with as backup in the event of emergency, yeah. as did our midwife. Yes. So um, from there, I said I was about four and a half, five months. Um, you, As I said, we continued going to our like monthly visits until it turned weekly. When you get far along, you get to mm -hmm. a point weekly. They perform the same routine tests. You know, you have to do your glucose test to make sure you don't have gestational diabetes and all of that good stuff. And then when you get closer to the date, we discuss more in detail what that process is like and what we need to be prepared for the home birth. There is a kit of stuff you do need to supply. Yeah, kit of um, supply, yeah. Well, um, it's like towels, basic stuff, towels, rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol, what else? Um, shampoo to, to wash the baby's head after. Yeah, shampoo the stuff for the yeah. baby. Um, um, Honestly. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a good list of things. Yeah. Um, which we started getting into and we got there all our some, stuff. Maybe some like... companies actually that sell uh, a home birth kit. Like there are some, some companies that you can just Google mm -hmm. and then you if can If you don't want yeah, the hassle of running around. I, however, everything. actually our midwife actually provided us with a list of things that we will need. We would we, we would need for, for the home birth. So we decided to, to get each thing one by one mm -hmm. ourselves. Um, we just went shopping for these things mm -hmm. and then we got them. Oh, and also if you guys are interested on like the payment structure, I mean for our midwife, the way we did our payment structure because we did start halfway, um, did we have to give a deposit or no? We just paid everything at the and day of yeah. de delivery, right? Yeah, be, be, because of we because we started late. Yeah, because uh, we I started... I think that, that's what she, she said. Yes, because we started late, we paid everything the day I gave birth. But some midwives will work with you where they let you give a deposit and they'll put you on like a monthly mm -hmm. payment plan yeah. until you give birth. So, I mean, you do have 10 months if you start with them from the beginning. So if they do work with you and give you a monthly payment, it could work out to be something you something, can yeah. possibly I, do. I, I, at the same time, um, 
what's crazy is that I know we're gonna go into um the day of the home birth. It, it's just like right now, you know, after experiencing it, I don't see myself having my like any other like having my children at a hospital mm -hmm. because the home births like experience, experience. was so um intimate intimate uh, and actually you know i was part of every single aspect of it mm -hmm. you know i didn't miss any meeting <laughs> and, you know i was there every single hour mm -hmm. every single and minute Kevin every single had second so many questions like any expecting <laughs> father would of course when they're but it, it was so funny because we would go to our meetings and I'd be cool. I'd just ask like two or three questions and I'd be good to go. Because I was mentally preparing myself the whole time, you know, throughout my pregnancy. But Kevin always made sure when he came to the meetings to ask as many questions as possible because he wanted to know every single little detail. I need to. I he needed need to be to. prepared. We even went to like, um, I don't think it was a Q&A, but it was more like... I, I think it was for it expecting was, mothers. Yeah, it was a discussion for... Yeah, it was... Our midwife had an event where she invited a few different couples who were expecting and it was a discussion and she had one of her former Client. clients come and discuss their experience with their home birth um that particular couple they had had two children um with her and or no i think the first child she said she had in the hospital second, second child, child she had a home it's birth. crazy during our time like we actually met a lot of people they were second time uh, they were moms. second time moms and saying that you know, they had their first child at a hospital. They did not like it. They had a horrible experience. And now they want to do a home birth. And believe it or not, before I say that, you should always listen to your physician or your uh, midwife if you decide to go um, with the home birth to see what's suitable for your situation. Mm -hmm. However, for our situation, and I will always say, I will always choose a home birth because there's, there's something more to it. always listen to your physician or your midwife yes to a degree so disclaimer yes we are not medical professionals you should have a discussion with your medical professional always have a discussion with your doctor or midwife regarding your medical needs and you know personal choices however please keep in mind that when you are discussing with your doctor or midwife that they have your best interest at heart. Yeah, it's all about you pretty much. Yes. And you and because your baby. Because yeah. sometimes not everyone has your best interest at heart. Yeah. To me, um, as a supportive husband, it was all about Marsha. And whatever Marsha... Yeah, and the baby. But no, for me, the reason why I say it was all about you first because if you're not good, the baby may not be good i know mm -hmm. like the baby's his own little world and stuff but mm -hmm. at the same time you your feelings your mm -hmm. emotions actually i don't um I, I don't have all the medical facts but mm -hmm. i i certainly believe that your feelings your emotion can uh, impact the baby's world mm -hmm. so however you must be good mm -hmm. so if you're good the mm -hmm. baby's good mm -hmm. so to me that that's 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 the perspective i took from it mm -hmm. i was like 
I have to always make sure that you're good. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was all about you. As a result, it was all about the baby. Mm-hmm. But as as we were saying before, I think it's important. Like we went to that um, informative like circle with the other couples, and we kind of got a chance to discuss people's experience and also um, get informed on what home birth was and is. Um, so I wanted to kind of share with you guys what our home birth experience was and um, how that all played out. So I gave birth on July 4th, 2019. And on July 3rd, 2019, we had our last midwife appointment. And I believe when she checked me, I was four four centimeters centimeters dilated. So she was convinced that I was going to have our baby that night. So she said, okay, everything looks good. It looks like you're going to be a mommy tonight. Like your baby's going to come. And I was like, oh, wow. Meanwhile, it's hilarious because I had felt the baby drop because um, like maybe a day or two earlier because there was so much pressure in my pelvis. And after she checked my cervix, um, I began having like mini contractions throughout the day. But it wasn't anything like, unbearable it was just like little mini contractions so i was like oh okay now that she checked my um uh my cervix is that what i said the opening (laughs) (laughs) i don't know the exact terminology though so the opening (laughs) so after she saw that i was dilated i started having those contractions so that kind of um got them there so that same night I think we probably went to bed at midnight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Kevin's parents and brother had already come. Like, you know, everyone was waiting. Like everyone wanted Alora to come. Alora's our baby girl. And I think about 1 a.m. 1, yeah. It was 1 a.m. Because I was so. uh, Kevin was so tired. Literally, we were so tired. We had done so much that day preparing. And it was 1 a.m. And I was woken up by a strong contraction and i was like oh there's no way this is happening right now so i went to the bathroom i peed i was like wow that was strong let me go back to sleep being naive that i am i didn't realize i was in labor okay so i go back to sleep i'm trying to fall asleep 20 minutes later another like i'm assuming it was 20 minutes later another big contraction and i was like kevin get up this is it this is it. I was like, I'm in labor. There's no way. This is, it's just as painful as the first one was. And then he was like, no, really? We just went to sleep. Like literally (laughs) just like that. And I was like, yes, I'm in labor. And he checked his phone and he said, okay, okay, okay. Just relax. You're okay. You're fine. I started timing the contractions. No, you fell asleep again. What are you talking about? (laughs) I was napping at that point. Yeah, he was napping because they were far apart. And then the next contraction came and I was hitting him. And I was like, how are you sleeping while I am going through this? Like, what is wrong with you? And then he was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll get up. And I was like, call the midwife. Call the midwife. Oh, my God. One second. Sidetrack. My whole entire pregnancy, there's a show called Call the Midwife. (laughs) 
and it's a British show and I was binge watching it my entire pregnancy. So it's just ironic. I was like, call the midwife. Okay. Um, if you are pregnant and you were considering a home birth, I recommend watching it. I don't think it'll traumatize you. I think it actually will make you very informed and prepare you mentally to know what to expect. Okay. Moving on back to birthing and labor. So now I'm like, call the midwife, Kevin, call the midwife. And he calls no answer. I'm like, okay, that's weird whatever and then we continue I my labor continues and he continues to call um and uh she had not yet responded so now my labor is progressing um I think I'm still having the far apart contractions but they are getting stronger and at this point I am sweating I am sweating and I am butt naked Guys, I know this is a lot of information, but you know, this is reality. I am naked and I'm sweating and the AC is probably full, on. Full, full, <laughs> full on, full on, because I, I, I was so cold and my, my mom was actually in the room as well. No, uh, not yet. Your mom oh. had not yet entered okay, the room. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I no, was no. so cold. Yeah. I had a, a sweater on. Um, although, yes, I, w- I did have shorts mm-hmm. on, but I was super cold and she was so hot mm-hmm. and I just could not understand. Well, I know that what the, what the body, the body's working, like it's like overworking actually, but still. Yeah. So at this point I'm sweating and these contractions are getting more powerful. And then I get at some point Kevin's mom peeps her head into the room and she's like, is everything Okay. And then I'm like, and then Kevin's like, no, Marsha's in labor, you know. And then Kevin's mom is all excited because she's like, yes, my grandbaby is coming. Because, you know, she had been there for a few days already. She was waiting for this moment. So the next thing I know, everybody's woken up. Like Kevin's brother wakes up. Kevin's dad wakes up. Like everybody's waiting. I'm in labor. I'm sweating. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, I think maybe like, I think we're good 40 minutes in. I need to use the bathroom. Guys, this is labor. It is going to be graphic. So if you are okay with hearing graphic things, you can continue listening or mute it for the next 30 seconds. So I go to the bathroom and boy, am I going number two. Like, and it's aggressive, okay? It is aggressive. (laughs) Like, it's nothing but just... Oh my God, guys, it is terrible. And it smells. There's nothing that smells like mm. this. No, it, and it's because you're in labor. It's not regular. It's like so many things at once. It smelled so bad that I felt I could pass out okay. in the action of doing it myself. Okay? So I think this happened at least maybe... I pooed at least maybe four times, guys. Like... Poo. I don't remember you pooed four times. Oh, I pooed four times, okay? And then I kept going back and forth between the bedroom. Next thing I know, I was vomiting everywhere. Because you know, you have a home birth. In the hospital, you're not allowed to eat, right? They tell you you're not allowed to eat when you're in birth. However, during a home birth, they encourage you to eat little things here and there. Me, being a first-time mom and giving birth for the first time, I said, oh, I'm going to eat everything. I'm going to be in labor and eating, yada, yada. Life is going to be great. So I had some good food that night before I went to bed. And boy, was that, that a mistake. that night we ate crab and stuff? No. Oh, okay. That okay. was the night I had like macaroni and cheese 
I think I just ate macaroni and cheese that night. I don't think I ate anything else because, like, my belly was so big I could not fit anything Mm -hmm. in there. But I was vomiting that mac and cheese like no other. I couldn't make it to the toilet. I projectile vomited on the floor. Bless your heart, my love. Kevin and his mother, they cleaned up all my vomit all over the fucking apartment. Excuse Mm -hmm. my language. But really, guys, it was really, like... You really, labor does a number on your body. Okay, so I'm continuously, I'm continuing my labor. I'm rolling around the bed. As I said, I'm butt naked. The AC is blowing full force. I'm rolling around. Kevin's mom is telling me, watch out for the baby. You're on your stomach. And I'm like, woman, I am not on my stomach. I know, I know. And I was literally like, (laughs) rub my back rub my back, hitting them, don't rub my back, don't touch me, another second, rub my back, rub my back, don't rub my back, it was intense. (laughs) And all I wanted to do was sleep. In between contractions, in the first maybe two, three hours, I would, you know, get a little cat nap, and then boom, the contractions would wake me up, okay? Mind you guys, this whole time, I think we're a good two, three hours in, and Kevin is still calling the midwife it was it was an adventure guys so calling we're calling and i'm stressing i'm like crap what is going on what happened she knew the baby was gonna come tonight like are we gonna have to go to the hospital like i don't think it's legal isn't no i know it's legal in the states to give birth without medical assistance like you know so this is going through my mind like don't let this child come out for me to have to call the paramedics and then they ask me where's my medical professional and i'm just like i don't know you know so in my mind i'm like oh my god am i gonna have to go to the hospital but i know damn well i wasn't gonna be able to make it to the hospital i was so calm kevin was calm i was very optimistic yeah and his parents were like getting at him and pressuring him and telling him if the midwife isn't going to be here by this specific time we have to bring her to the hospital and i was like first of all my ass is not going to be able to get down the stairs we didn't have any elevator in the building we were living in i was not going to be able to get down the stairs get in a car sit in that car and make it to any damn hospital i knew that for sure okay and um i'm i'm still going through labor everything and i'm just like wow what is happening in the moment i was like kevin i don't care like you know yellow book whatever it is it's called i was like kevin do what you have to do google search find another number for her i was like i don't know what's happening but we need to get her here like i'm like i'm gonna have this baby before she gets here guys i have an incredible midwife i had an incredible midwife she did a great job things happen okay this is just part of my story in a way it's a blessing because you know had she come earlier she would have had the tub with her i probably would have tried to get in the tub meanwhile these first few hours of my labor i was Pooping. <laughs> pooping. I was pooping and vomiting. You're and gonna... that would have been the nastiest thing ever for it to be happening in the tub. Yeah. And let me tell you guys, sometimes you don't even feel it. It just comes out and you don't feel it. Oh, so I, I don't even know what that would have been if I were in the tub. So I believe everything happens for a reason. I'm a very solid soul. Like I believe in that stuff. So he's calling, he's calling, he's calling. I think probably what was it around 4 or 5 a.m. she picked up? I remember the exact time. I just remember when she finally picked up and everybody was relieved. But what was um, time? You said you don't remember the exact I don't remember the okay. exact time. Yeah, but it was, pro- it but. was. I don't know. But she finally picked up. I think we called her. I don't care how many times. We called her a lot of times. And what happened, guys, is that 
I don't know. I guess she just happened to fall into a deep sleep. I don't know. She just didn't hear the phone ring. Things happen. It's okay. The important thing is she made it there on time. And I think she was there a good two and a half hours before I even gave birth. So it ended up being fine. It wasn't a big deal. I had Kevin. I had Kevin's mom. um, And his brother and his dad were outside of the room. So it's not like I was alone. And plus, you know, Kevin's mom... Um, in Haiti, she was a OBGYN nurse. She was an OBGYN nurse, so she was familiar with giving, um, um, help assisting with you know giving birth and everything. So it wasn't like I was with you know people who couldn't help me. So she came. It was um, probably I don't know what time it was. Probably if Alora came at what time? Eight thirty six. Okay, Elora was born at 8.36, so I think she got there around 5 or 6 or 7. I don't know, 7 maybe. I don't no, know. No, no. 6, 5? Maybe yeah, 5. Yeah, it wasn't that. It was, she, I know for sure she didn't get at 7. She 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 got there um, earlier than that, probably around yeah, 5. Yeah, so her uh, and her yeah. um, birthing because assistant she, came. she also was about to um, um, put the tub together. And then and I told then, her to stop because yeah. the noise was irritating the crap out of me. I couldn't deal with it anymore. I had been in labor for so many hours. I was over it. Love, you had been in labor for four hours. That's bro. Kevin. You want to be in labor for four hours? <laughs> He's laughing. You see? Men don't know. He's laughing. No, but. He's laughing. But anyway. It's, it's his I, okay, 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 talking I get about. it. I get it. There's some women who are in labor for more than that. I get it. Oh, uh, no. Okay? The difference, but Kevin, the difference is okay, keep in mind, too, mm-hmm. I was doing this at home. I had no medical professional with me for those four hours, and I had no epidural. This is all natural. You're a strong woman. No, I know I'm a strong yeah. woman, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it, but I'm just saying, I'm exhausted at this point, okay? <laughs> I am literally exhausted. I don't feel death at death's door, but I'm exhausted. Oh, my okay? goodness. So, so dramatic, bro. <laughs> so, okay. And you know what? And these contractions continue, and they're continuing, and then she gets there, and she starts, but she goes, Marcia, do you want me to pump the pool? And I was like, sure. She goes, let me know if the noise bothers you. She turned that that machine on, and I was like, turn it off! Turn it off! Literally, she was like, okay, okay. I was not having it, okay? I was in so much distress and pain. I could not do it. And then, um, probably, and then at this point now, she's like, okay, I have to check you um, to see how dilated you are. And I was like, is that necessary? I think I know it's working. Like, the baby is coming. I feel it. I'll tell you when it's time to push. Please don't touch. She goes, I have to. And she checks. At that point, I was nine centimeters. Guys, it's 10 centimeters to push. And I was like, I could have told you that because I know I feel it. Okay. But the point is, (laughs) at that point, so many hours of not being touched, you don't want to be touched at that point anymore. Mm -hmm. But I understand she had to do it. It's part of the process. And then maybe another, it took about another, I, I think maybe like 30, 45 minutes later, they were like, you're 10 centimeters, you can start pushing now. And I was like, I don't feel the need to push yet. My body doesn't want to push. And then she was like, no, you can push, just try pushing. She's like, let's go see if your water broke, like, let's go pee. And I was like, I don't need to pee. She goes, just try it, just try it. I didn't want to get up at this point. I was laying down, rolling around in pain. So I, I did it, you know, I went and I sat on the toilet and she was like, just push. And I was like, I'm pushing, nothing came out. I stood up and I kid you not, there was all this fluid in the mm, toilet. And I was like, where did it come from? I didn't feel anything leave my body. It's that crazy. Then I get back in the bed and I think 30, 45 minutes after that, I feel the need to start pushing. 
I pushed laying on my side. I could not lay on my back. Bless the women who lay on their back to give birth. I don't know how you do it, but God is great. I bless your souls, okay? I could not do it. I started pushing at that point and it was exhausting. Guys, I feel the tightness in my chest just telling you this story because I'm like going back in time and I'm like, I was exhausted. All I wanted to do was sleep. So now I'm starting to push each contraction that comes. I'm just like, mm, and I'm literally pushing with all my life, okay? I think it didn't take that many pushes. But then at one point, I remember Kevin goes, love, I see her head. And then I pushed and then I stopped pushing because, you know, the contraction was gone. And then Alora's head just like vacuumed back inside of me. And he like did a slight panic. Oh, no, it went back in. And like the midwife had to reassure him. It's okay. It's okay. He just saw like his baby's life in front of his eyes just go. (laughs) Uh, I remember man, that that was crazy because. I saw the head. I'm like, okay, okay. She's almost there. Yeah, let's go. Keep going. Push, 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 push. And they're like, oh, no. So then you just stop. And then you close your lap. I'm like, whoa, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, no. And mind you, during this time, everybody's in the room. Kevin, his dad, no, his my mom. Dad, my, my dad and my, my brother were in the room. It was only me and me and my mom and the, the midwife and her assistant. It, my dad and my brother came into the room after Alora came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, in my mind, they were, I don't no, know. No, 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 they weren't, yeah. So, yeah, I was pushing. I got, like, one boob hanging out. The other one covered under a sheet. Um, as, so, as soon as we... As soon as we said, yeah, 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 she's here. Like, okay, Alora's um, um, head was already out. Um, her shoulders were already out. Yeah. And as soon like the rest came out, all oh, my dad like, yo, came out. Boom. <laughs> came in with him. And okay. my, my brother came in as well. Yeah. So what happened, yeah. So then finally, I did the first push, which was, which was the head. The head is the hardest part, guys. It stings. It's not like it's hard. It just stings the most. And then the body just like slides out. In the next push. That's how it was yeah. for me. At I least. remember exactly, literally, Alora's first pose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When she came out of the uh, out of the womb, literally, I know exactly that picture never leaves my mind. Yeah. Because I just know it, and then she was crying, and it, well, man, just the way she did it, <laughs> it was like it was like she was so passionate about crying. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that was the moment that she was born. It was incredible. I was like, wow, all of this was great. I thought to myself, I'm not tired anymore, and it's crazy. It it happened exactly how I thought it would happen. Like birth was exactly what I expected it to be. I know it's. It sounds insane after explaining everything that it was, but women were really like, you're capable. If you're like pregnant and you're giving, you're going to give birth, don't worry. We're all capable of doing it. Um, And do it in the most comfortable possible way for you. Like something as simple as um, being instructed to lay on my back to push. I advocated for myself and I was like, no, I can't lay on my back. It hurts. Like I'm going to do it from my side. And I gave birth from my side. but, But the whole thing of having a home birth, um, and, and our midwife said that, and I think every midwife um, do say that, is you give birth the way it's com- most comfortable for you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, because that's the practice, you know? There's mm-hmm. no one way of giving birth. Right. Like, yeah, some you, women do it standing, standing up, up, some women squat, squat some people yeah. do it on all fours, yeah. others do it on their back. So like, you do it about, however yeah. it makes you feel best. And that was our experience. I thought it was going to be squatting for you. 
Yeah, I'm no. Before I didn't have any strength to stand up. You kidding me? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I basically did my labor in my in our bed at the time. And afterwards, the baby's born. They do everything. They check the weight. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the the, the finger, finger. Well, well not the finger, feet print. The, the feet print. <laughs> um, I guess they check like the vitals and everything. Yeah, and every, everything. Um, well, uh, clean the baby and everything. And they like stay for a little bit afterwards for like the mother's aftercare. Help you like get in the shower. And also to the latching. They latching, help you with yeah. latching the baby if yeah. you're gonna be breastfeeding. And honestly, like believe it or not. Um, is the best experience yeah. ever because there's a level of, inti- of intimacy that you that can't achieve you with have, the Yes, um, with home birth, you cannot have that at the hospital. Right. Most of the time, but not most of the time. Sometimes you know, um, they don't allow um the father to be in. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. You know, there are so many rules and and uh, and a structure that you have to follow. And you got to be hooked up to these vital machines sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you don't. Sometimes you do. Like there's always these different things. Sometimes they feel like, oh, your labor isn't like moving fast enough, and then they give you medication to induce induce the contractions. Like these are all things that can create complications, mm-hmm. like early intervention that is avoidable when you do it at home. So these were all things that I wanted to avoid. And you just have, as we said, the intimacy. Like you don't have to sit in a hospital for days after giving birth. And you don't have to watch like nurses taking your child away to the... Yeah. um, And it's crazy that the first thing that the child has to see is a bunch of fucking lights. Oh my lord. No, it's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know... um, uh, we already know kids, like babies, don't see properly. They mm-hmm. see very up close, right? But the first thing that they see is this very strong light on their like in their face. Yeah, you know? when they're born. When they're born, it's just crazy. And, and I just, I just loved it. I think it was a great experience for me. I mean, uh, definitely we had family that had doubt and they were like not for it. But as I said, well, yeah. you have to do what's best for you. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. They're not the one giving birth and they're not the one having the child um so that was our experience i loved it i recommend it i encourage more black women to have home births and have a midwife that you feel comfortable with especially one you believe would advocate for you if god forbid you did have to go to the hospital due to complications um i think it's a great experience to have with your family and also the intimacy and being able to have the privilege to be at home and eat and sit at the table oh, the and craziest just like, thing, the, like the craziest part about life. um the intimacy is is that you can be with your child the first second mm-hmm. the first minute yeah you know it's not like a bunch of doctors or nurses yeah, holding and you checking know, your child they always say oh, like you checked Dolores weight when she was born yeah yeah, uh, yeah I was able to check her weight and i was able to cut her umbilical cord umbilical cord you know all of that and also too we did the the thing where um you keep the baby connected with the placenta for a couple couple seconds couple minutes after Uh to make sure you get all like all this blood and excess blood and everything out um and it was just beautiful seeing this human being 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 in the world for the first minute and it's just like 
so amazing. Yes, it yeah. is. It's such a you blessing. You don't have any constraint because you're, you're at home. You have family around you. You can, Marsha could eat at any time. Um, you know, if Mar like if Marsha were, were tired after the preg after the birth, she could easily rest. Mm -hmm. You know, in your case, wasn't the same. You weren't as tired. You mm -hmm. you were able to get up. Actually, I think, um, you were more tired tired before labor and and birth right, than afterwards. after. Yeah, yeah, because now <laughs> I had this human yeah. that I have to care for, and yeah. I'm like obsessed with because I'm like, wow, this is my child. Mm -hmm. That you completely forget about your fatigue. Yeah, so, uh, there was that, and on on top of that, it's just a different feeling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Now I don't see anything else to that I would recommend somebody. Of course, like I like Marcia said earlier about our disclaimer. Yes, yeah, so of course, like you know, you should always uh, listen to your uh, your physician or your midwife as long as they are looking after your interests. You know, mm -hmm. um, and discuss like yeah your options. Yes. Um, but I for sure encourage and would love to see more Black women having their beautiful babies at home without having the stress of being ignored or overlooked at hospitals and yeah. not being treated or receiving the best type of the care they what, can possibly what, what, get. What would be great is to see more midwives, actually. I mean, I think there's a lot of midwives. I just think that our system is not designed to... To appreciate them more. Right? No, our system is not designed... To allow them to be part of the birthing industry as much as they should be. Because most people either have insurance or don't have the means to pay yeah. that amount of money out of pocket to yeah. have a child. And also, I think it's a lot of misinformation, too. A lot of women are under the impression that it's dangerous to have a baby, baby at home. At home yeah. um, it's safer to do it in the hospital. And that's not necessarily true. So that's why I say do your own research, um, really search and see what you feel is the best for you. As I said, I did my research and I did exactly what I thought would be best for us. Mm -hmm. And as a result of my positive experience, I encourage more women to have home births and I encourage more women to seek out the information needed for them to make a crucial and informative decision for themselves so, yeah. and their family. If you have enjoyed this um, episode about our home birth, I know Marsha went into great details. Yes, I had to share. <laughs> I had to let them know. So please share with your friends and family. Uh, please share on social media and invite other listeners to, to, to share this podcast. And if you have any questions, please feel free to message me, Marsha underscore Marseille. That's, that's, that's M-A-R. Yeah, that's my Instagram. My last name is M-A-R-S-E-I-L-L-E. Marseille, like the city in France. My my Instagram is k.l.castel, C-A-S-T-E-L. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. Also through our email, which is in the description below. If you do want to be part of um, our podcast as a guest, please feel free to also reach out to us. And we will see you in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.
Thank you.